Yeah, what's up? Let's say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Uh, right here on KNON 89.3 FM on your dial. A lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we will have a guest this morning. United States Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson will be with us in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. And the 7 o'clock hour, I want to hear what you got to say, and i throw things out there. I want to talk to you, and we'll talk to Congresswoman Johnson, because we got a whole lot to t- uh, talk to her about, uh, things that are going on in this nation and around the world. She can address that for us. All righty. But we still got a lot going on around Dallas. Do you realize? Around Dallas, Fort Worth. Right here in North Texas. Right here in the Metroplex. We have such a vast bastion of racism. That's really licks and lingers here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. One place in particular we'll point out this morning, one place in particular, South Lake Carroll High School. South Lake, a very affluent area here in Dallas, out northwest of DFW Airport, a very affluent area. Racism. Bigotry, ignorance, hatred is fested out there. And the school, the fest, see, the people will try to hide it. I'm talking about the adults who will try to hide it. But the children always let the cat out the bag. They'll let you know what's being taught in their homes by them being openly and overt racist and... um, the critical race theory has come up out there quite naturally. Uh, most racists, well, all of them, really, don't want the critical race theory taught. They're ready for us to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, just put some juice with it and, uh, you know, soften it up and clean it up a little bit. Don't, don't, don't tell the truth about uh, what has gone on in this country. Don't tell the truth about why America is so wealthy, how we, they acquired so much wealth through racism, murder, kidnappings, hangings, oh, just every every violent act you can think of was perpetrated upon us. And when we began to look at how all of these racist things happen, they have the nerves, the audacity to say they don't want these things taught. They don't want the truth of the matter to be told. Well, because that'll hurt our children's uh, feelings. Uh, They will feel sad, feel bad about themselves and everything. But you're afraid that they may learn the truth about America. They might learn the truth. And what about this? What about this? What about this? 
Don't you want the truth to be told about America? Don't you want places like South Lake Carroll High School to learn the truth, children there? The, the adults, a lot of them need to be taught. Because I really truly believe many of them, if not all, wouldn't be the racist that they are if they really knew the truth. The critical race theory, this theory of, uh, you know, whitewashing history. No. Who wants to be taught a lie? Only those who perpetrated what is being taught, they don't want that told. Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that uh, extremely, extremely racist within itself for them to tell us we are, we don't we we there there there's too many things to be taught and try try to fix the constitution in a way that well you wasn't citizens then you were only three fifths human so you couldn't be citizens of the United States when a lot of this happened so uh, you know we 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 can't call you any kind of race you're nothing you were nothing and really in a lot of them, man you're nothing today. It's a sad situation, and we must address this issue head on. We must address this issue head on. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. We're going to talk about the critical race theory. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a theory within itself. It's something that they're putting forth to make sure that they cripple the truth from coming in. It's crippled. It's crippled. You know, if it limps, it's a lie. I can tell you that much. If it comes in limping, it's a lie, and then they want to taught it. If they teach it at all, they want it coming limping, lying, distorting the truth. They want these things uh, in a way that you will forever, our people will forever be unknowledgeable of our true history. That means we can't rise up with knowledge. We can rise up with, with a half truth which they can always counter and, and, and put, put us back in our place because you don't have the whole story. 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have? Pierre? We have uh, James on uh, line one. James? Yes. All righty. Good morning, James. Good morning, sir. Fine. How are you? Wonderful. All righty. I call to notify the people that we have free food at Adventist Temple Church of God in Christ, 2627 Dark Street this morning, started at 9 a.m. All right, free food, 2627 Dark Street, that's in South Dallas. Uh, is that the uh, Lincoln Manor area? Yes, right behind uh, H.S. Thomas' School, mm-hmm. right off of Bear. All right, free food this morning, anybody? 
You short of food? Go get some free food this morning. You you heard the announcement. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank All you, right. Sir. Thank you, sir. I close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have here? And we have a Bill on uh, line three. Bill? Bill, yeah. All righty. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. How are you this morning, sir? All right, all right. Mm -hmm. Always good to hear you. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. You have a, a Thank subject, you. touched on a subject that, 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 that's really uh, dear to my... You know, these these people don't walk... They'll, they will fight tooth and nail to keep keep from the truth being told. Yes. Tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, the Republican Party is the new South, as a matter of fact. Is it a Republican Party? The Republican Party is the new South. Well, you know, it, that was what I was going to bring up next. The parties in America, one is semi-racist, and the other one is just uh, saturated with racism. That's the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. Democrats, right. uh, they do a little bit better than the Republicans. Neither one of them. Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, neither one of them crazy about us. And But we, we deliver probably about 90, 95% of our vote to the Democrat. But we should, when you look at some of the things they did, they've done better. But nobody's done a great job to... Uh, Uh, to us or for us because they know they don't have to deliver a whole lot to get our vote. So Right. And, and the, mm -hmm. you would think the Republican you would think the Republican Party would, would embrace uh a uh, uh, black people's vote, you know, to 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 <laughs> ensure that they stay in power, you know. You would think they would embrace it and, and be and be sympathetic to their to their causes and whatnot and uh, It's just, it's just they, they never will. They're so racist. Yeah. They don't want race theory being taught. They, they don't want, you know, they, they sit in their ivory tower, and, uh, which is our home, homes in South Lake, you know. And you know the kids. saddest thing about that? They will tell you that they are soaked and tired and died and Judo-Christian values. <laughs> Can uh, you no, that's, believe that's just, this? Yeah, that's just Satan using this. Weak, weak-minded people uh, to his end, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, these, uh, like you said, Pastor Barnett, so-called Christians. They're not Christian. Oh just, God, no, not, nowhere near Christianity. That, that's mm -hmm. for show. That's just for show. They want to go and, and be seen and and, and whatnot and have their self patted patted on the back and whatnot. They they're so far from doing God's work. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not. It's it's not. You know, it it, probably, it turns God's stomach. To tell you the truth, they actually, to be honest, really, they're Satan worshipers. Worshipers. Yes. They, they're yes. doing the work of the devil. So, uh, that make them a Satan worshiper. They, you know it's sad. It's sad. And they, and they know it. Yeah, they know so it. They know it. They, they're not they blind it. and ignorant of what they're doing. They're not that. They're very cognizant of what they're doing. Most definitely, mm -hmm. you know, they worship the, the, the they worship the Almighty Dollar, and that's what they, you know, mm -hmm. and they think that that's going to save them. You know, it's going to save them. Well, I, I've got news for them. That Mighty Dollar that they're fighting for, yeah, that's <laughs> once they die, those dollars stay here. They they don't go with them. 
Yeah, well. Well, 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 well. well thank you, uh, yeah, all right, thank you. He's so right about that. 972-617-1893 is the number to call. Who do you have here? And we have uh, Bill, Bill on uh, line four. Bill? Yeah. All righty, good morning, Bill. Uh, Joe, sorry, Joe, sorry. Joe. Excuse me, Joe, yeah. All right, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend Yeah, I don't want to be Bill. I got different plumbing. Mm, all right, okay. No, he, he was Bill, he said, not Bill. <laughs> well, that's Joe. Yeah, I got, I, I'm wired a little bit different. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, all right, cut, yeah. Cutting, cutting to the chase, uh, that's a really, uh, Pandora's box they opened up with this teaching, uh, certain facts, and certain facts you omit, you're ducking and dodging. Mm-hmm. What is killing America and the world today is People trying to protect the status quo and themselves be comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's taking this country down. You get mm-hmm. the same thing with the schools. When they shoot up the schools, mm-hmm. many of them, they find out they got metal detectors or no metal detectors, but they don't want to use them because they say it makes the school look bad. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I used to go out to Carter High School, and I don't mind calling the name. I love Carter. Uh, I got a friend, relatives, whatever you told there. They, they had the metal detectors, and they didn't want to use them, and they say it slowed things down. But mainly they say it looked bad. I'm going to homecoming real soon, and you got the same thing. I can't believe they use the metal detectors. I say they are needed. They are robbing churches. They're shooting up their churches. Uh, they are acting a fool. You need metal detectors. Different times call for different things. But getting back to your, your main point here, this teaching, You cannot, the teachers are being just strapped. I feel for teachers today. Mm-hmm. I taught in the public schools. Mm-hmm. I taught in college. I went undergrad. I mm-hmm. went graduate school. And I saw the same thing. You can't strap people and change things to make people feel comfortable and to protect the status quo. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. They are trying to protect the status quo. When well, under- many of them are racist themselves that are teaching their children. Exactly. Undergrad, they was teaching, I integrated, helped integrate a white university mm-hmm. undergrad. And the professor, well, the professor was teaching, he said that slavery was not so bad as they pretend. He oh. said, if you had a tractor, He said, if you had a tractor, you wouldn't tear your tractor up because you needed to farm with. And uh, so, I mean, this is the type of mess that's being taught. They are trying to make certain people comfortable. But for the sake of time, uh, you know, they are saying now that uh, if Trump, if things continue the way they are, Trump probably will beat Biden in the next election. Biden is playing too soft. These people are not playing around. Mm-hmm. Biden's got to stand up and get some, uh, and, and he got to straighten that spine mm-hmm. because uh, they are still living this lie and teaching the big lie. It goes back to being comfortable and maintaining that status quo. We got, the masses got to stand up and send people like McConnell packing. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is the old poor state. The federal government has to subsidize it all the time. Other than some good mash liquor and the Kentucky Derby, what would you need Kentucky for? Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your calling comment. Yes, a lot of this is just 
don't want the truth told, don't want it, and uh, and uh, they're determined not to make sure. That this is the Republican Party. This is a part of their platform. They don't want this. They don't want uh, the history of this country to be told. They just will think of anything not to tell the true history of this country. 972-647-1893. Uh, 972-647-1893. Well, we loaded up with calls, but just call on in if you can get in. And uh, we'll be right back. All righty. We'll be right back. And take your calls. He's on. They're on the line now. And they are taking calls. And uh, we'll be with you in just a second. I'm talking now to make sure we don't have dead air. We don't want to have dead air. We're not going to do it. We're not going to have it. Uh, yes. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. All righty. We'll do a short break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. We're talking about the critical race theory and the South Lake Carroll Independent School District. A wealthy district, uh, a lot of wealthy people, their children go to there, but they are very racist. Now, not everybody in there, no, not everybody. But I'm going to have to tell the story about those who are who are racist. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. This, this school had racist. It spills over in a, almost every aspect of life there. They even stole a game. A football. It spilled over into football. They stole a game from Dallas Skyline. Ran a fox across the field, ran, and they ran a play while everybody watched flocks and ran a play and ran, ran a touchdown and beat. Uh, Skyline, last play of the game. You know, just just mess like that. They they, but they do so much other direct things. So many other direct things. It's sad. All right, who do we have? And we yeah. have uh, Samuel. Samuel on uh, line one. Samuel. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Samuel. Morning, Reverend Burnett. Good morning. Uh, I know you always uh, have a. Uh, a lot of different comments on your show now. A lot of problems, but I know you know the one who to go to and he'll handle it. But what get me by our government? You know, he signed all these bills mm-hmm. with his hand and he hold up the paper. Mm-hmm. But when something happens, he's hiding his hand. Because remember by that, if, uh, if I was walking a little two-year-old kid across the street and police see me and I tell him that kid head, they'll say, you endangering a kid. So mm-hmm. if you were going to the kids when you tell them you did not wear the mask, people dying, then you say it's okay. But when somebody dies, you don't see your hand. The same thing with the gun. If somebody get a gun and something happens, then he hide his hand. You sign these papers, yeah. laws say the laws. Mm-hmm. But when something comes up, your hand is back behind your back. Mm-hmm. But run by that, thank you very much. But it's been racist since Jesus was here. And I, I don't know how it's going to solve. We just, he takes love one another. 
Well, people just don't want to do that stuff. Yeah, but he told that's us to do it, and he'll be with us. That's that's the thing. We we he can do it, but he wants us to free ourselves, and he's with us and will be with us. That's what he told us, us to do it. All right, thank you. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have here? And we have uh, Eric on the line too. Eric, yeah. already. Good morning, Eric. Reverend? Yes. How you been doing? Fine. How are you? Doing great. Uh-huh. Still doing what I have to do. Been what I've been doing all my life. Until things happen for me, but I know God gonna bless me. Yeah. He's good uh-huh. God. He's a merciful God. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And I got to believe this. Mm-hmm. I, and I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was mm-hmm. watching the news uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were showing these Koreans, right? How they was breaking boards and sleeping on glass. And American people was telling they talking about these people are very mad. Doing the things they would do is breaking boards with their head and glass, sleeping on glass. I mean, it was unheard of. I never heard any people say things about the people like that. They were just talking about the real thing. Mm-hmm. They said the, the things they were doing that they wouldn't allow people to do sports, the kind of sports they were doing because of the, the, the attitude, the way their mind was doing what they were doing. Said they were very angry doing what they were doing with their mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I never seen anybody do it. Well, I've doing. seen it before. That's been, that's an old sport they, they do. They, they can do things that's uh, extraordinary. But it's all in your mind, how you fix your body, how directly you can hit something, different things like that. These things right. are happening, and uh, we have to understand that there yeah. are some great people on this earth. Only if this earth, people would have the opportunity to portray their talents. Uh, we we want nothing for nothing on this earth, but you got those who wants to be on top and willing to put anybody down for them to be on top. I want to be respectful. I want to be a gentleman. Mm -hmm. I want to be, no, I want to be a a guy that had been through a lot that understood what he had to go through. And I want people to love me Mm -hmm. for what I do. Mm -hmm. I want to support people. I want to be a job. I I have a dream that I want to bring the Junior Olympic training camp here in Dallas. I want to do that. I want to build a a training camp here in Dallas, like going towards Turl. Yes. All that land over there. That's Uh what I want to do for myself. All right, well. I think I can do it. Just keep working, and you can do it. You can. Thank you, Brother Burnett. Thank you. Thanks. All righty. All right, bye-bye. Close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? All right. And when we uh, see these things happening, there's certain things happening. I want I want to hear. Uh, what do we do? The same fight that we were fighting in the '60s. It's the same fight. Uh, they for a long time covered this thing up for a long time they covered it up but now uh, it's beginning to seep out a little bit more and more it's not quite as overt now as it was in the 60s but it's becoming more overt and 
the more afraid he becomes, some of us get quieter. The, the harder it becomes for us, they get quieter. Instead of getting more vocal and constructive workers, we shouldn't get quiet when the heat on. When the heat is on, we need to turn up ours. Oh, yes, we need to turn up our heat. We have to understand that this battle is a very, very hard, tough battle. It's tough because for the simple fact, people, uh, their basic nature don't change. They don't change. If they are enjoying something, they don't want to give it up. Believe me, who want to give up supremacy, entitlements that they get on everything? They get the uh, the you know the, the the doubt goes to them. The doubt goes to them, and. They want, they want the best of everything, and most people do. But others have provided that for them through harsh, severe slavery, low wages, uh, impoverished conditions, have provided an education that was not there was not a part of the system that was really needed. And when we get it, a part of the system that is needed, we must realize that uh, it's everything that we complain about was to their advantage. To others' advantage. We want to put an end to it. Because the, if when it comes to education, they're very shrewd. Because they not only make sure they didn't give African Americans an education, they basically didn't give whites a true education. White people haven't been educated in this country. They haven't been told the truth. If they did, this is why the critical race theory is there because they don't want the truth to be told. They don't want it to be surface to in America. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? And we have a Chance on the line one. Chance? Yeah. All righty, good. good morning, Chance. Good morning, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, doing well. I want to say one thing. Or two things. What you see out there in South Lake, and you still have African Americans wanting to run out there. Yeah. You still have them wanting to run out there and put their kids on their football team. The second yeah. thing I want to state. Oh, they won, they won quite a few state titles here in the late years. They have. I would. Huh? I would. I wouldn't be associated with those guys out there because they're prejudiced, they're racist, and they and they and, and they let us know. Okay. The, mm -hmm. the second thing I want to talk to you about: when I was in high school, 
as a junior in my junior year, I was taught by Henry Harvey, American History. Can I have your name? He broke he broke it down for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. He broke down American history. He taught us American history. Mm-hmm. He didn't take, he taught what was in the book, but he taught outside of the book also. Oh, okay. I appreciate him for that. What you say his okay. name was? Henry Harvey. Henry Harvey. Is he still living? No, sir. He died several years ago. Oh, but okay. I guarantee you, he taught us history. He taught us American history. Mm-hmm. He taught the history that they did not want us to know. And I appreciate him for that. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, have you have you taught it uh, to other children? I taught it to my kids. Yes, sir. And I and I and I and and, and they appreciate it now. As they're a young adult, they come mm-hmm. back and they tell us that we appreciate you pressing us and teaching us American history. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Yes, sir. Very good and very good. I hope they I hope they pass it on to the their next generation and to the their friends that the, of their age. Yeah, yes. I hope okay. I hope it's passed on. All right, thank you. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, that clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have here? And we have a Malcolm Robinson on line two. Malcolm Robinson. Yeah. Good morning, barrister. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing fine. You know, whenever you bring up critical race theory, you know, I, I have a tendency to try to call in. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Well, what I was going to say, I, I had two things I'm going to say, and then I get off the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is, uh, I'm pretty sure you heard or saw the video yes. of the uh, curriculum out there about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that has backfired because you know that video is going national. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. About them teaching the other side of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that law that 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 uh, was passed in the legislature and signed by your governor require them to teach both sides of of an issue when it comes to history. No matter if if the other side is a, a out and out lie, they still want to talk. They, they, well, they want to talk. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, look at Red Bar. That, 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 that. When you teach the history the way it is, especially as a re- uh, regarding race, mm-hmm. and when you're dealing with the critical race theory and the rule, uh, rule of law, there's no way for them to get around that. So that's why they talk about teaching the other side. But because of the fact that they are very, very shameful of what was done, mm-hmm. and they tried to cover it up for years. Now I'm gonna give you one example of of of, mm-hmm. of, of racism. Mm-hmm. You know, I was born and raised in Chicago. Chicago is a very large city. Right. The, the African Americans at the time that I was uh, coming up was lived on the south side and the west side of the city. Mm-hmm. Now, and in in those areas, we didn't have white folks living around, living in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You hardly ever saw anybody white in the neighborhood other, other than a police person or maybe the uh, milkman or something like that bringing milk. Mm-hmm. So we had a grocery stores in in the black neighborhood. But what happened is, this is how racist they were. They would take the, the, the groceries, the fresh groceries, over to the white neighborhood right. and then rotate them over into the black neighborhood. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fresh bread would go in the white neighborhood, and then they pick it up. They old bread 
come to the black people bread. as fresh bread. Yes, I I'm just giving you as an example. That's 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 how racism is. Yes, mm-hmm. it's put into practice. And when when that comes out to a lot of white young people, I mean, they can't help but be shameful of, of their ancestry when they find out we really did this. I mean, they have yeah. to be sad, and mm-hmm. so they don't want their children to be sad about some of the diabolical things that, that was done by by some of these people and, and their ancestors, their fathers and grandfathers, mm-hmm. grandparents. So, But aren't they still basically carrying on many of the same practices that they did during Jim Crowism? Yeah, they, yeah, they carried on the same. Well, they they, they trying to uh, cover it up more now. Like, you know, Jim mm-hmm. Crowism, they try to act like that didn't exist, but that's why critical race theory is important because it was codified in the law. So all you have to do is look at the statutes and the laws mm-hmm. back in those days, and you see Jim Crowism just jump right out in front of you. That's right. And you can't you can't run away from that. So, so I'm glad that you talk about critical race theory, and and uh, we I I just think the more we talk about it, we educate ourselves as well. Well, here's so, what here's what here's what South Lake is very uh, affluent community. A lot, lot of rich people there. And they're carrying these things on. In fact, most of the real wealthy communities around Dallas are very racist. It, that's just a matter of fact. And uh, when we don't address these issues, because we know the press here in Dallas is not going to really talk about it a whole lot. They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to address it because the editors and a lot of the news people that's giving you news live in these uh, suburban communities. So it has to be addressed somewhere. That's why we we got to address it here on KNON. We got to address it. This is the voice of the people that will let you know what's going on around you. That's what we're here for, to let you know. That's correct. Yeah. See, and uh, we we really, in a a stupor that we have never gotten out of, really, it's bad. See, at least back when we were youngsters, uh, you, you, it was no doubt about it. It was cognizant to all of us what was going on. Today... Uh, they seem to have polished it up and, and you know make it, make it shine and everything and they they can't see it because it's shining so great well I think I, I think the main target that, that they're afraid of is reparation yep you see mm-hmm. by, 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 by you teaching the critical race mm-hmm. uh, to the young people mm-hmm. you setting the stage for uh, reparation. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so, sooner or later, the population has said, yes, we did wrong, and we need reparations to, 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 to change because we are beneficiaries of act, evil acts and racist acts mm-hmm. that were done by our, our parents and our grandparents. Yeah. And that's what, that's, I think that's the thing that they are afraid of, mm-hmm. the reparation. Payback. So, so that's, See, payback is something else, man. Oh, yeah. It's something else. It's it's payback. I tell you what. Thank you. I'm up, all right, thank you. I'm up against a short break. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. We'll be right back.
Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back and ready for another segment and ready for your calls. You can reach us at 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have, Pierre? All right. Well, well we, we, we getting all these calls. I tell you what, I tell you what, before we take any calls, uh, I want you to think about this. Think about it. Where do your children go to school? I want to ask this one, too. Before we, Congresswoman Johnson comes out, I'm going to ask, ask this. What level of education do you think your children are getting? Do you think it's just because it's a well-to-do, wealthy system they're going, that they are getting a superior education or just a different education? Do, do you believe that? Let us know. Ah, uh, do you think they're getting superior? Do you think educational system here in 2021? When what 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 year do you think you got the better education? 81 or 21? 91 or 21? 61 or 21? 71 or 21? I'm wondering, where do, where do, what, what, where, where are we going with education? What are we doing with education? Is this something that, 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 uh, we're not keeping up with or just thinking we're leaving it all up to some teacher somewhere to educate our children and they come up with something we hadn't seen before or are they really getting it? Well, give me a school district, a teacher, or, or, or just a school that African-American children that's really, truly teaching African-American children. Give me, is there a school that's really teaching our African-American children is there? Is there a school that's truly teaching African American teachers? Give me a call. I want to hear you. I want to hear you. I want to hear you. Tell me what's the name of that school. Anybody have any idea? Give me a call. I don't see any new callers calling on. Nobody knows anyone knows is there a school in this area around here or somewhere that's truly teaching African American children. Some of you are going crazy and you want to build charter schools. Are they supposed to be better? Are they really truly Teaching African-American children? Give me a good school that's teaching African-American children. I can't believe this. I can't believe it. Pierre, 
on this particular subject, we're not getting one call. Yeah, call us right now. 972-647-1893. Yes. I, I can't believe this. This is an ever so important question that our children truly learn. Is there one school? Nobody knows that school. There's not one. Somebody die. Please, please, please. Don't let me down. Don't let us all down. Or maybe we're already down and don't know it. We want we want to find out. What is African American children learning? What are they learning? 972-647-1893. What are they learning? Come on, 972-647-1893. We want to hear what African-American wants a uh, 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 good school for our black children. We want to we wanna hear this. We want to hear it. We want to hear this. We want to hear this. All right. Pierre, do we have a call? Yeah, we have and uh, we have a Keisha. Keisha on the line one. What's her name? Keisha. Keisha? Keisha, yeah. All righty. Good morning, Keisha. 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 Okay, all right, how are you? I'm blessed. I'm listening on the directions uh, uh, to in app, so I don't know if you moved on to another question. But you had asked about a school somewhere where they were teaching black kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I remember Marva calling, and I even called I even called the school about 10, 15 years ago. Well, she was in Chicago, yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And I even called, and I spoke to her, her husband at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then and and he gave me some advice on what to teach my son because I thought stuff was lacking down here. But unless it's someone like Marva Collins down here, I don't know of anybody who's really teaching the children. You don't you don't know of any school uh, well, in mean, the Dallas Fort Worth know, area I, that's really teaching true. Uh, the, you know what? To to black children. I, I remember. I remember now. I live in Lancaster, so I remember there was um, my my son. He was going to Lancaster, and we had to move for a little bit. And when we moved to, I thought was a better city. They said that my child had already surpassed whatever they had because Lancaster had so many vocational, uh, so much vocational training there. Uh-huh. So, so it depends. Education is what you make of it, and just because you run somewhere else doesn't mean that that, uh, that you're going to get better. Well, do you think Lancaster was uh, teaching well? Had a good curriculum, or what? It- it was like I said. I I thought we were somewhere that was so called better, and then they wind up. Uh, wind up not being better. I know my, my son would come home from school and he would tell me about 
some of the things that the teacher would teach them about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how black folks would resolve conflict in, in Africa, you know, before the Europeans came. You know, he would he would he would have some insight because, you know, there wasn't as much censorship, you know, because it was a majority black campus. So so yeah, I mean, like I said, education is what you make of it. And, and, you so know, he was being taught some black like history there in Lancaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, just, I thank God for giving us wisdom on how to how to educate our children. We got knowledge all over the place, all over the YouTube, all over uh, media. You just have to be able to parse out what's what's the truth. All right, we thank you. We'll come back to that one. Uh, all we right, thank, thank you. you. Huh? I close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have, Pierre? We have uh, Joyce. Joyce on line two. Joyce? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. Is this Miss Foreman? Yes, yeah. sir. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, Reverend Barnett. I just um, couldn't resist calling when I heard you asking about uh, schools and how uh, our black children are being uh, taught in what are some good schools. Mm-hmm. I wanted to first qualify my answer by saying schools are not the same as they were in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And the teachers are certainly not the same. Uh, some of us got excellent education based on the people who were in front of us. Uh-huh. Uh, segregated schools um, did a lot to educate children about their history and about who they are. Uh, now we struggle with education on a daily basis, trying to make sure that kids just get educated, period. And then... Now, before you go any further, let me ask you something. How do you think, was uh, M&M successful or failure? Was M&M? Yeah. It was, uh, for me, segregated schools were better than um, what we're dealing with now. Than transferring but, but kids across town to just integrate. Right, right. Okay. Right, because re- remember, you were being educated by people who uh, pretty much lived in your community. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and those people knew and understood the history because they, they lived it also. Uh, now you have people coming into the schools from everywhere, from mm-hmm. small towns. You got people coming in from the suburbs teaching the children, and so it's it's a lot different. But but what I will say is that um, it's particularly in my area, I I know that there are some good schools, and I know that um we have fought to try to get uh people leading the schools mm-hmm. who look like us and who want to make sure that our children are educated. Mm-hmm. So I'll just start out with... Could you name some of those schools that's in your I'll, area? I'll some of those good schools. naming them. Mm-hmm. Schools like Mark Twain. Sorry, Mark Twain? Mm-hmm. Adele Turner. Adele Turner? Atwell Middle, Atwell Middle School. Right. Yale Marseille. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.L. Thornton Elementary School. Um, 
Kimball High School, Carter High School, Kathleen Gillum High School. So there are there are good schools within the area. They are teaching within the framework of what they have. And I also want to say that parents are going to have to help teach their children. Right. That's correct. The parents need to be more involved in education, making sure that they their children get the knowledge that you were talking about today. Mm-hmm. They can't just rely on the school. Excuse me, the schools to teach them. They're going to have to get involved. They're going to have to share the knowledge. They're going to have to work with the school. But uh, are- uh, could you make me out a list of those schools that you name? Because when I come on the air, a lot of times, I'm going to call the name of these schools. See if parents can get their kids because uh, right now, we need an awakening, a renaissance of education, on education that's truly getting our children educated. Truly educated. And that's that's the key to our freedom, our success. Well, it's not just parents only; it's the community too. Oh yes, I mean, yeah. but 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 good schools will make good communities because I know anytime there's a good school in a community, that community seems to wrap itself around that school, the center of that community. That I've seen it happen. Correct. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why we fight to keep the schools open in this community and other communities uh, that are predominantly African American. To make mm-hmm. sure that we do have those schools, and our, our community people have to also wrap themselves around those schools and those children, mm-hmm. so that there is an involvement from the community. You know, when you grew up, your whole community raised you. Oh yeah, you know, you got caught doing something on your way home anywhere. That that parent, was, that person was going. Was going to call home your house or go to your house and tell it on you. And if, if, but if, if we could ever get community back, and, and, and we don't need to, it doesn't need to be the hood. It needs, it needs to be the neighborhood. See, I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that team. I don't ever say that with hood. No, it should yeah, be a neighborhood. It's a neighborhood. Yes. Yes, sir. I told them. Totally agree with you, and I'll be more than delighted to share those schools with you. Okay. There are schools outside of my area, too, that, that are really trying to, to teach our children. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are, we're faced with a situation where you've got laws on, on the books that's being put on there by our governor mm-hmm. to try to restrain us mm-hmm. and our kids. we got the Texas Education Agency, mm-hmm. which is over schools in the state of Texas. Yeah. Who are trying to restrain us from teaching our kids and, and getting our kids more engaged. Yeah. So 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 there are a lot of forces that we're working against. How, well, how, are, they, how are they coming? Those who are teach, uh, trying to get uh, more African American studies in our in our schools. How are they coming? Oh, we Dallas ISD. I will say. Uh, is, is fighting to try to keep our studies in our schools. We came up with the studies courses for our high school. Mm-hmm. And we are, we're continuing. We're just going to have to go to court uh, if if that is what has to be done because mm-hmm. we're not going to back back on that. But we have 
African American studies and uh, Hispanic studies. So uh, we're 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 convinced that we are doing the right thing, and that they'll just have to take us to court because we're not going to back up. All right. As long as I can keep the superintendent Mm -hmm. going that way, yeah, uh, that's where we're going. Yeah, got to. All right. Thank you. Trustee Foreman. All right, thank you. Bring up one more call for about 30 seconds. Uh, we, so many online, I hate to leave this, but we got to have uh, Congresswoman Johnson coming on. All right. So we have a concerned citizen on line one. All right, concerned citizen. Hello? Concerned citizen? Yeah. Hello? I can hear somebody. I can hear you now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 seconds. I've only been out of school for a while. Mm-hmm. But there was a school back uh, some years back called Africa Curry Academy. She had a curriculum totally against, uh, well, it wasn't against the school board. It was just different. They learned African stuff. Uh, they learned different languages. And it was a good school. I don't know what happened. Where, where was this school? It was over on 10th Street. On 10th Street? I had 10th Street, 10th Street. Here in Dallas? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I tell you, we, we're going to have to continue this uh, conversation uh, next week, probably. We have to continue, but we're completely out of time. Uh, it's 8 o'clock. And uh, those of you will be sticking around. Nine seven two six zero seven. Thank you. You can stick around if you'd like to talk to Congresswoman Johnson. Uh, nine seven two six zero seven one eight nine three, and uh, we'll be right back. All right. Mm-hmm. All righty. We'll be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up? All right, we're ready to start our number two of Church Information in Open Forum. Yes, I'm Marianne Barnett. I'm the host, but I'm also the senior pastor of Heavenly Joy Church. And uh, tomorrow morning, 9.30, every Sunday morning, 9.30. We're there on Facebook, Marianne Barnett Senior. That's how you get it. Just get on Facebook and be with us and be in our service with us on Sunday morning. So we are looking forward to seeing all of you, all of you on our broadcast on Sunday morning, Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. But right now, we are delighted to have with us uh, uh, a young, young lady that's been around a long time, but she has done a lot of things here in this city. She's done a lot of things and she's helped so greatly with transportation and different things like that. But we got a lot of questions we want to ask her this morning. She's got probably a lot to tell us. But we'd like to welcome to the Kennewin Hotline Miss Eddie Bernice Johnson, Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson. Good, Miss Johnson, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine for old man. Fine, fine. Uh, uh, it's so much, uh, Congresswoman, that I want to talk to you about. Have you ever had so much to talk about? You, you really don't know where to start. Well, I, 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 I
My God. <laughs> I really don't know why I, we got this this state of Texas. This we got some people's gone gone wild, gone crazy in Texas, have lost their minds. And uh I'm talking about some Republicans. And uh we just got so many things that's happening locally and nationally. I'll let you go and start and we'll try to fit in somewhere what we want to ask. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure that I'm available to answer any questions. Uh, uh, I think that I happen to agree with you that we are experiencing a very different Texas, probably the most different that I have known it, mm-hmm. with the kind of right-wing leadership that we have elected it in this state. It's oh my God. unbelievable. The, uh, you remember the days of uh, Alan Shivers, don't you? When he was I governor? Live. Alan Shivers. I remember the name well, and I probably remember some of the things that he might have done. Uh, he, he was tough. Oh, he, oh he, you're talking about terrible. He, he was. I think he was a Democrat, though, at that time, but I don't know what Shivers was. He, but I do know he, he was a hardcore racist and everything. And uh, he was on the board of Texas A&M and Prairie View. And you know who usually got mostly all, just about all the money and everything. And that's, he was just, he was, I thought he was the worst governor that we, we had in my lifetime. And, uh, but I, the fellow we got now, uh, he's the toughest I've seen. He's the toughest I've, I've never seen nothing like him. I think you're right. I don't, I'm not sure that I have. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say that I remember much detail about Alan Shivers, but this one is really takes the cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole nation has noticed it. Yeah, I mean, Texas is the talk of the nation uh, on more than just one issue. Usually, sometimes you might hit one issue. They're talking about Texas on some of everything. First of all, what do you think about that uh, six weeks deal? And uh, someone can turn you in and get money for turning you in uh, on an abortion. What do you think about a law like that? Well, I, I think it's really unconstitutional <laughs> to invade someone's privacy mm-hmm. uh, to that extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if he is um, just testing to see how far he can go or whether yeah. he is just that. Uh, unaware of constitutional gods. Well, it, he, he doesn't seem to care anything about the Constitution. That's true, except when he gets ready to have his way. Mm-hmm. Well, now, uh, there, there, there are so many other things that these people have done. We have about, oh, I count about four of them and the election that's coming up in 22, uh, we have got to go to the polls because we got really four of them in in 22 that we've definitely got to get rid of. One of them is in... Well, that's so true. Anytime, anytime we don't go, we suffer for it. Well, we sure are suffering now. 
And it's, yes. it's not going to get any better either. Oh, so. no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's never going to be better as long as the voters give approval by electing uh, that quality of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that changes is to cast a vote and bring a change. Mm-hmm. 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 I think right now you have several people in a race uh, to the right mm-hmm. uh, trying to determine which one can be the most right wing. Mm-hmm. Definitely so. It's, uh, it's just really, it's 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 a it's a tough situation. Uh, in the years that you've been in politics, have you ever seen it this rough? I have not. Uh, it has been a, a different type of toughness, but uh, this is just overt mm-hmm. racism. Overt dictatorship. I have just not seen it quite this bad before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a forecast uh, to the voters of how important voting really is. Yeah. Do you think this is a Obama black backlash or what? Oh, I think there's some of it. Uh, I, I think um, that was so much resentment that that was a person of color uh, in the White House trying to be fair to everyone, at least move it in that direction, mm-hmm. and so much resentment that they just began to come together, and then to be followed by someone who was direct opposite of him that had no sense of uh, constitutional stances and, and operations in his mind. Uh, we had when we, uh, I would say we, because I sure never voted for him, but mm-hmm. it was the public uh, that elected him for, for whatever reason. Uh, he had fertile ground to come in to try to destroy everything that the President Obama had put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he went a long ways in doing it. Well, do, do you think... Uh, uh you know, he talks about he's he won the election in 2016. But really, when it comes to popular vote, he's never won any election, has he? <laughs> in my mind, he has not. But, uh, but if you remember, uh, the previous Republican president didn't win, but he got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, uh, um, Bush, you're saying uh, uh, he was beaten, wasn't he? Well, uh, even though it 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 it, it was first, it has been determined uh, legally that the first election that Bush ran, uh, he did not win that vote. No, he did. The court gave it to him. Mm-hmm. But I can say this, he had a very, very difficult uh, economic program, which really broke this country. Mm-hmm. And Obama inherited a government that was bankrupt mm-hmm. and worked to get it back on sound ground. And I think sometimes that even we don't recognize 
kind of miraculous thing he did to put this country back on the sound financial ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of odds because he was constantly walking a tightrope. He was never allowed to forget that uh, his skin was brown. And so it, it, it really was difficult for him, but he did uh, a, a very good job. And, and reinstating our nation around the world with relationships and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But there were people who are still living and voting in this country that will never, ever accept that people of color can run this country. <laughs> uh, well, now, now when we see when we see how uh, things have gone uh, since uh, President Obama, Obama was elected, it, it seems to be—I don't know—it seems to be an atmosphere in America that's bitter, mean, hateful. Uh, how, how do you judge January six that day? Well, January 6th was, cannot be denied was a real uprising. I have never experienced anything like it. Of course, we have read about the various wars uh, on our shores and the Civil War and all that, but I never thought I'd see it. But mm-hmm. I was able to see uh, what it was all about, and it's really comical to see the denial that many people are in now about what did happen on the 6th of January. I thought I was seeing a movie almost. It was so unreal. Uh, yes. But I... fortunate I, that I had followed instructions that I left the chamber. As you know, we were right in the middle of the virus and uh-huh. we'd been told to both leave the chamber. Uh-huh. And so I had left the chamber and walked back to my office. But by the time I walked in the door of my office, my staff led me to the window to look out. And from my office window, I can see the Capitol building very clearly. And we, it looked like it was maybe 25 or 30 people that quickly got up to the thousands. Mm-hmm. That uh, was coming just like old Civil War. Are you still in the Raven building? Yes. Okay, yeah, now. I can imagine what you saw, because they, they had to be right up on you then. They could have gotten right close to you, or gotten you, in that oh, building. Oh, yes, we were, we were really just across the street. Yeah, I know. And we watched, mm-hmm. watched it from the window. Uh, it was I, it was unbelievable. It was, um, and, and I don't think the public to this day understands the trauma uh, mm-hmm. that members and staff, and especially staff, Mm-hmm. Uh, suffered because we as members are accustomed to having uh, arguments and disagreements and moving on from them. Staff is rarely involved at that level. Mm-hmm. But when they look up and see a civil war almost uh, out the window, it was very traumatized and has been very costly for psychiatric care. And then to see the denial that some of the same people orchestrated this mm-hmm. are in. Just, uh, uh, I even heard some re- refer to it as just a normal tour. Well, I can tell you this. A, a normal tour of that sort 
on a daily basis that I've experienced with tourists coming in, we would even not have a country at all if that was the case. Yeah. Because it was absolutely the worst experience that I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And that was the closest I'd ever come to real war. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was watching all that and, and get... You were the first person that jumped on my mind. I said, I wonder, is she in the Capitol building or what? Are they getting out of there or what? It, it, it was the worst thing, but the, it, what angered me, has that been uh, a black movement? Uh, uh, if, had that been a bunch of us, do you think we would have made it to that building? <laughs> Unlikely. Uh, I think they have shown some contrast uh, when the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. demonstration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot more available uh, uh, law enforcement, a, a lot more um, mm-hmm. brutal approaches uh, to the people. Uh, so it actually, I just don't know that there's anyone in this country uh, who could honestly uh, decide uh, that we've experienced anything like that. I was not around during the Civil War, and maybe that was just bad, but I just have never experienced anything to that degree uh, in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it um, and that's one of the reasons why it's important uh, to get the facts mm-hmm. uh, from those who were perhaps in leadership uh, to help to orchestrate mm-hmm. uh, this whole thing because uh, each of the people uh, that were involved had to have some encouragement and knowledge to even get that at the same time. Mm-hmm. They they went directly to and where they wanted to go. Day when we were to uh, confirm the election. Mm-hmm. Well, now, explain something to us. All right, what if, uh, I hope it don't happen, God knows. If the Republicans was to win, oh, what is it, five, six seats in in the Congress and take over the Congress and get the Senate back and we were to get a Republican president, God forbid, uh, the, no, on January 6th, you think anything would ever ever come forth on that that would be dead after all that has happened that day? You think they would kill all of that? Oh, I would, I, I would suspect that they would uh, because if you just look at the profile of the candidates that are getting themselves ready to run, they do not have the profile of the normal candidate. Mm-hmm. They're all seeking the approval of Trump, mm-hmm. which lets me know that they intend to emulate him uh, the best that they can, which spells a real, real visionary shock mm-hmm. uh, for this nation. It'll be a nation, I think, that we've never seen before because the world is shocked now mm-hmm. of, of how how, how badly it became before we got a new leader. Mm-hmm. And even with the new leader, Trump is still on the... <laughs> I 
outside directing. Yeah, he's still on the prowl. Uh, it almost seems like he's got people in a trance. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them feel that they've got to either be very quiet or show up as if they believe everything he says. All right. I tell you. Uh, it, I, I will not try to say for a moment mm -hmm. that we don't have decent Republicans who yeah, well, believe in justice, yeah. but they've been stifled. Uh, they're almost afraid to speak up. Uh, the one, the few people that voted for the impeachment because of January the 6th mm -hmm. are being ostracized, and many are not running again because of uh, what they've been through and the threats of which they have uh, endured. And so we, we're a long ways from that democracy that we have worked for over the years. Mm -hmm. And and, and I, I, I know enough about politics to say this. Unless we intervene and elect different people, we've got a long road ahead. Wow. Uh, I hope that everybody understands the value of voting. Uh, I really believe that the mere fact that we lost this state uh, to the right-wingers that, that are in office feel that they have been given the encouragement to go to the right as far as they can go. And because, you see, during the time of the Trump administration, quietly around the country when they had the majorities, they put in federal judges all over oh the country God. that were as extreme and right-wing as they could find. Mm -hmm. We're seeing the results of that. Yep. During the time they were doing it, you couldn't even read about it. Mm -hmm. They did it so cleverly. It was such a struggle to get judges appointed under Obama. They could never come to, especially within the South. And Texas is one of the major states. They totally ignored any input from Democrats and filled all these federal benches mm -hmm. with right-wingers. And so you can see that coming to fruition now. You can see the mere fact that they upheld uh, this abortion law through two courts, uh, through two levels of federal courts, now headed to the Supreme Court, where Trump was able to put uh, more than he could, more than his share. Congresswoman, I'm up against, we're up against a short break. And uh, we're taking a short break, and they can call us at 972-647-1893, I promise y'all. This segment, we will take some phone calls. I'll take some phone calls, I promise you. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all you know. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back with woman Eddie Bernice Johnson. And uh, she's telling us a lot of things. I promise you I'll take some calls. And uh, uh, who, do, who do we have? And we have uh, James on the line one who All has right. some uh, questions. All right. James, you're there. Yeah, uh, good morning, Reverend. 
Yeah, you all with Congress Roman Johnson. Congresswoman? Yes. I want to first of all thank you all, both of you, for the good work that you do for the people of this area. Uh, uh, Congresswoman, mm-hmm. in the, uh, the second paragraph of uh, your, the description about you in Wikipedia, it says that you will retire at the end of the 117th Congress. And I want to ask you uh, if that's true, uh, as they used to say in James Brown. So what you going to do now? Uh, thank you very much, and bye. <laughs> That's a good question. Yes, I did say that. Uh, I, I have to say that I've had hundreds of people, from ministers' groups to precinct chairs to regular voters without titles, uh, to plead with me to run at least one more time. I have not yet made that final decision, but I will be making it soon. All right. Uh, you'll be making it a, a decision, uh, uh, but uh, Congress, uh, the way Washington works, experience pays off a whole lot tenure. Uh, do you think uh, that would damage uh, that would damage uh, that district uh, uh, quite a bit when you step down? Well, let me say this. Uh, There is no other experience that I have had uh, that has been as dynamic one way or the other. And I've served in the Texas House and I've served in the Texas Senate. And it's important to have deliberative experience before you go to Washington and look up and see that you got 400 and 34 people to work with in the House and 200 to work with in the Senate to try to get something done. It it is not a glamour position. It is not a media position. If you want to get something done, you got to work. And I don't think that many people really understand that. I think they see the title and think it looks good and all they have to do is get there and, and everything will be okay. And that's the farthest from the reality of it. And I think that's one of the reasons why people have pressed so hard to keep me going. Uh, I I was convinced, as as you know, I have announced my retirement several times. Mm -hmm. The only reason I have changed is out of the pressure from the people uh, to continue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I'm thinking about it very seriously. I have been contacted by so many people, people that I thought never even realized I was even there, uh, because I, I really have focused on representing this district, and I would say there are probably a lot of people don't know the extent of the things that I have been able to achieve. Mm-hmm. I'm not a braggadocious person. Uh, and I don't dwell on anything because as soon as you finish one project, another one's on the way to have to work with. Mm -hmm. And I have worked all over this state to try to make things better in every area that I could, but I know that um, I am truly uh, in a retirement age, although I must say there are a lot of people up there older than I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, I am I am in a in the phase where I'm seriously trying to consider uh, all the pleas and requests uh, that have come in large numbers 
uh, and I get the message almost on a daily basis, please stay one more time, including mm -hmm. the president. Yeah. So I, I will be honest with the people as soon as I can um, uh, make a decision. As you, I don't know if many people have known that, but I've been suffering with a knee, trying to determine whether to have a knee replacement. But uh, the most recent treatment has given me some relief, and so I had to consider that as well. But um, I'm 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 in good health, and mm -hmm. I hope that uh, and I'm I'm praying, and and I of, of of what I really will say and do because I must say that I have appreciated beyond measure the support that I have received, the many many calls, uh, letters, and every way of communication. With people that I'd never even heard of before, and many, of course, that I have, uh, pleading with me to stay at least one more term. So I have not let that go to go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that support, uh, and it's come from every corner uh, because I have helped every corner uh, of this um, district and and this state. And you know, I've had many, many, many configurations of the district all the way to the city limits of McKinney, city limits of Fort Worth and all in between. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and we're in the middle of redistricting now. So the redistricting part of it does not bother me because I have worked this entire area mm -hmm. uh, attempting to help people that's not even in District 30. And many of them have been at some point uh, in District 30. It has um, been a very, very gerrymandered uh, uh -huh. district. Uh, this is supposed to be the fourth district consideration I'm going in, uh, going into, and I've already been in seven different configurations. Uh -huh. Well, now, do is there anyone that you have in mind you'd like to see take your place? Uh, there have been at least 25 people to contact me. Um, I have. Uh, I will be making an endorsement whenever I retire, mm -hmm. and it will be based upon what I've experienced personally as someone who is dedicated to the job rather than the title. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. We thank you. All right. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All righty. Pierre, who do we have? And we have uh, Phil. Phil on the line two. Phil. Yes. All right. Good morning, Phil. Hello? Yes, go right ahead. You're on air. Hey, yeah, well, thank you for taking the call. I've listened to you a couple of times, and I was driving around, and I, and I had the opportunity to see you today. But I'd like to get back to something you guys said, and, and that relates to Governor Abbott. And what I heard was that, um, I think you said that, You, you took exception with the quote six weeks thing, which is the abortion issue, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So help me, yeah, help me understand where you are on that. You're 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 a pastor and a reverend, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So help me understand your position. Are you pro-abortion? Is that what I'm hearing from you? Am I pro-abortion? No, I don't think anyone is really pro-abortion. But I'm pro-rights. And uh, if a person 
uh, happen to, I don't know, I've never been pregnant, and I don't think I'll ever be. Uh, we, I, I don't know if a woman knows she's even pregnant at six weeks. I, I don't know. I had a show on that. I Was that last Sunday, Saturday? Uh, Saturday before, that's what I had a show on that. I'm trying to find out, do women even know they're pregnant at six weeks, and if they should have the and someone go tell it on them if someone drive them to a clinic anything they can get fined ten thousand to me the law is utterly ridiculous so yeah that's where I stand yeah I get yeah I, I guess what I'm trying to get to is you know is is what, you know is this a killing of babies is what I where I'm trying to focus on here I don't, at the time of an abortion, do you, would you agree that it's a human being? At the time of the abortion? Yeah. Well, uh, what's your, when is your birthday? 1957? What, what date? But what's I got to, I'm, I'm talking about. No, I'm asking okay. you a question. What's that date? Yeah. What's the date of your birthday? What? December. De- December what? 16th. All right, December 15th. Were you considered a child? I would hope so. I was born. You say you were born on the 16th. But my, my when they go and look at anything, what's on your driver's license? Is it your date of birth? Or is it a date, well, you, any date you want to say you were conceived in that time? Yeah, so conception. Is, conception, is that a live human being? Is that a live human being? I don't know. I I am not, I don't think hardly anybody's really pro-abortion. I really don't want to see anybody killed. But I'm like this. I love them while she's pregnant, and I love people after they have been born. You got a lot of people running around. They love them while she's pregnant, but once they're born, they want to deny them every right. They is, and they can think of and would love to kill them them, themselves. Let's go back. Congresswoman Johnson uh, 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 is on the line. Reverend, you're ducking the question. I'm not ducking any question. I'm telling you the truth. Yes, you are. You're saying you don't. No, I'm telling you the truth how I feel. Now, if I don't feel like you feel, that's not because I'm ducking anything. I don't have to duck anything. Science is there that says that, you know, once conception has, you got a human being. You got the DNA in place. No one disputes that. So, uh, so when they ask you your age, are they talking about date of birth or date of conception? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess I could go back and say, "Hey, put my date of conception on it. Go nine months earlier." Yeah, but what's your point on that? Well, you know, that's well. Do, uh, is now, is that what they're saying? Is that what they're saying? I tell you what, I I, I am not trying to cover up for some actions of others who trying to stop one group from 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 having abortions when they when they go and have them. But see, please do, please do, please do. Yes. Well, you know, because I can't get I can't get a word in because you know I'm getting over I'm getting over talking. Congresswoman Johnson is speaking now. Come on. You know our our Constitution offered us a freedom of religion and uh, and a right to privacy. Only women get pregnant, 
And often, the circumstances are very personal. And there are many, many reasons that medically can be determined that it might be better for the person not to give birth to someone that has to be housed in an institution. And it's some kind of bad, bad uh, noise that I'm hearing. But That's not us. We're not keeping that it. Is, that is a very, very personal decision. Well, sure it is. Say, Doc, I'm going to have to cut you off. You Does know, an unborn baby have that? Have those protections? Does an unborn baby have those same protections that a regular? That it? That it? Is the Bible? Uh, look, look. I, yes, I'm a preacher, but the, I have to understand myself. The Bible is not the Constitution of the United States of America. I have to go. Yeah, if we're gonna go by law, we go by the Constitution. All right. Go, uh, go, let the Congresswoman speak, please. Well, all I can do is repeat what I said. The, the Constitution does provide us the right to privacy and the freedom of religion. That is an individual decision based upon circumstances. I cannot make a decision for everyone else. No, I get it. Because Thank I don't you. live so anybody's experience but my own in that. And it's always men that do not want a woman to have access to complete health care. And I don't know a okay. single man that's ever been pregnant. Okay, so uh, right to privacy. To that... Many conditions a woman sure. faces often in trying to make that decision. You know, so for right years privacy... we had what they call state schools. Jeez. I was in the state legislature when they started to dismantle some of that. But the most pitiful situation you ever wanted to see was to go to see those human beings with every kind of malady you could think of just stored in those state institutions. And people paid them no attention because they were called state schools. But they really just housed mostly white kids uh, that were born with many maladies. And many maladies so right. can be diagnosed so, so. prior to the birth. And that so we is can a very personal decision. I cannot make it for somebody else. And that's well, one no. of the reasons that I've always supported no. a right of a woman to make that personal decision between she, her position, her God, and herself. All right, thank uh, you. So, we're up against a short break. And, uh, we, we, yeah, you can reach us at 972-647-1893. Knocked it off. And uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Yo, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. It's Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. It's, 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 well, it's time to make 
All right, we're back. And uh, our special guest this morning is United States Congresswoman uh, Eddie Bernice Johnson. All righty. Uh, do, do we still have a Congresswoman? Yes. You still there? She's, yes, I am. Okay, all right. Uh, bring bring a call in. And let's try to get as many of these calls sure. as we can. Uh, we have two callers, and the first one is Holly on uh, line two. Who? Holly. Holy? Yes. All right. Go right ahead. Go right ahead, Holy. Yes. Hi, Reverend. Yes. My How are you? Holly. It's Holly. Holly. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. I got you. <laughs> But I was calling in for a small comment on what the guy was asking about the abortion. Mm hmm. Me being a woman. And I know I understand what you were saying, but at six weeks, a woman would know if they're already pregnant. Is that right? Okay. Yes. We, well, see, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know. Yes, our bodies change. And as a woman, and I understand because I have six. So with all my six, I understood when my body started changing to let me know that there was something different going on. Mm-hmm. Is this for all women or is just some women? It's all women. All no women woman know. All women should know in six weeks if they're having a baby, pregnant, or something else is going on because it's going to change. Hmm. Some people don't put the weight on, but most people will put the weight on. All right. But you, you have a different feeling. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, you like to come in on that? Well, I don't really have an opinion on that part of that's not what we're discussing. Uh, we're discussing whether or not a woman has a right to make a decision between she and her physician based on individual circumstances. Okay. All righty. We thank you for your call. Mm -hmm. And also, I wanted to say on that comment where you asked her, asked Congresswoman, if that was January the 6th and people of color would try to do that same thing. No, we will be killed. I don't think that we will have that same right to be able to get to the White House because they'll stop us. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the Capitol building, yes. Uh, and they, they really raided and ransacked. In fact, people were killed doing that thing. And I wonder do the nation, Congresswoman Johnson, do you think the nation really realize the brutality that the, the, what really that, that particular day really meant that was a, an attack on America? Do you think the country really realized that? I think there are some who do. But I think there are many that do not to this day uh, really understand the brutality and the, the type of destruction both emotionally and physically uh, that was brought upon the nation's capital mm -hmm. while it was working. Well, well, do you think uh, Trump will, uh, will uh, ever be tried on this? Well, we've had a few trials, and I think the important thing is to completely examine 
what happened, and that's what we're attempting to do. And if we want the truth about it, I think everyone would be supporting this. It is clear that a number of Republicans, and especially the former President Trump, do not want to get the facts, do not want to have it examined. I think it's very important to make sure that history is recorded well. But there's a reason why we need to record historical things well, mm -hmm. because we must make provisions not to repeat many of the ugly things we've had to go through. And the only way you can do that is have a clear knowledge of what happened when it happened. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, he doesn't want that examination, right? Exactly. I, I know that's the way it sounds to me. And do y'all feel that he was well, ever clear about his part in that? What'd you say, ma'am? I said, do you... Do the state feel that he will ever come clear about his part in that? Congresswoman, did you hear? Well, he hasn't been—he hasn't been clear on anything else that he's done. <laughs> he hasn't—he hasn't been clear to acknowledge how many millions that his family has made occupying the White House and how he manipulated all the materials and vaccines to do with the virus and everything else. Uh, to try to make sure that they had a way to make something out of it as they distribute them. I have never seen anyone in the White House during my adult life that was as anti-democracy and that was more focused on self-aggrandizement than the person we just defeated yeah. as president. Well, he's continuing to lie that he won the election. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just something that's really, do you blame him for the pandemic, COVID-19, getting spreading as wide as it did? Well, let me just say this. Uh, you know, pandemics can be predicted, and this one had been. Mm -hmm. And President Obama had put in a lot of research, uh, construction in order to make sure that we were ready to receive the next one. When he was elected, he must have thought it was a waste of money, dismantled all of that. So it hit us without us actually being ready. Mm -hmm. But we really came very rapidly to a state of knowledge. As a matter of fact, there were people of color involved in bringing about the vaccines and all of that. Mm -hmm. It was uh, the disease or uh, the, 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 the pandemic had, was mismanaged by this president. He was in denial. I think the mere fact that they said who the vulnerable would be, the most vulnerable people that had uh, been facing with many conditions that are common to poor communities and especially African-Americans, I don't think that he showed any degree of concern. Mm -hmm. uh, about it as long as he thought it was just going to be affecting people he couldn't count on for a vote. Uh, it, it really went away from the normal way of which we approach health. Mm -hmm. So in other, in other words, he saw that it was going to hit Democratic precincts harder than he would those Republican precincts. Yes. So he didn't care. All righty. 
Uh, bring on one more. Let's, let's see if we... Because uh, we're running out of time fast. All right. We have a Phil on uh, line one. Phil? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Pastor Burnett. How are you? And thank you so much for you. I'm fine. Thank you so much for your service. Mm-hmm. And I would like to thank Congresswoman Johnson for her service for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm calling about the United States Post Office, and I would like the Congresswoman to enlighten us on what's going on with the Post Office. Um, I'm particularly concerned about the C.A.W. Clark Post Office. Uh, we over here in this area, we get limited service. We get no mail. The mail carriers are coming at night. They're walking around with flashlights on their forehead. And I'm just concerned about their safety. I'm concerned about the senior citizens that normally get medicine in the mail that's not being delivered. They're talking about limited service on the uh, service of the post office. So I'm just going to hang up and ask Congresswoman Johnson to enlighten us on what's going on with the postal service. Thank you. All right. Congresswoman? I'm not sure that I have all the answers, but I can tell you that the Postal Service is semi-government. It is not totally a government operation anymore and hasn't been for a number of years. And the fact that Not not nearly as many people are purchasing first-class stamps, which is where they make the money to keep them operational, has affected affected their financial well-being. There's also some suspicion that the past president wanted to eliminate it and sell that service to become even more independently private than what it has been because the Postal Service has not been able to pay for its own operations and has depended on government subsidy because of the many ways that people now are communicating through computer, online, paying bills and all. And even here in Dallas, the majority of the people who buy first-class stamps are people in minority communities that still mail their bills in each month. That the first class stamp is the only real income the postal services have. When the majority of the people stopped purchasing first class stamps and started start to pay their bills uh, technologically, it takes away even the slim amount of money that postal services have to operate. The service has deteriorated greatly. I'm a personal person. I can tell you my personal experiences. Uh, I, I mail my bills about three or four days before the first of every month. And I've had bills to take as long as 30 and 40 days to get to where they're supposed to be going. Hmm. I, I think that we've had poor management because I think the last administration had intended to get rid of the Postal Service. And we've also had a lot of investigations going on where they're deactivating machinery that helps to move it along faster and all that in postal service. And in addition to that, there are very large numbers of minorities that work for the postal service, and that's the population that the past administration thought the least about. 
And so we're trying very hard, and I've worked with many of our leaders in the Postal Service in this area who work very hard to try to make and maintain. But I have complaints every day of the lackness, the slackness of services at post offices in the African-American communities mm-hmm. in particular. Con- Congresswoman, I'm completely out of time. And uh, I'd like to thank you and thank you anytime you want to come on. Just just let us know. And we make room, always well, make room for you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity and yes, appreciate ma'am. you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Y'all have, you have a wonderful week, weekend. All right, we got to get out of here, got to run. And Lord bless you. Hope to see you tomorrow morning, 9.30 on Facebook. Marion Barnett Sr. Be with us in our service tomorrow. Bye-bye.